So this Shabbat is a very important Shabbat. It's one where Yaakov, where Jacob gives his, all of his 12 sons, uh, blessings, it says. And we know that when everything that we read on Shabbat, it means that that light is revealed, is awakened. And it means that for each of us, the unique uh, assistance that we need of the light of the Creator to do our job in this world, to accomplish our purpose, is given to us, again, as well on this Shabbat. But I'd like to focus on one very important moment in Yaakov's decision to call all of his sons together and what he wanted to do there. And there's a very interesting section in the Midrash. I know we've spoken about it in different years in different ways, and I think, Bezat Hashem, this year we have a, a new and very important way to understand it. This is what the Midrash says. We know, again, literally, Yaakov is about to leave this world. He gathers his children around him, and he says, Ve'asfu ve'agid alachem, gather and I will tell you what is going to happen with you at the end of days. The Midrash Tanchuma says the following. When it says in this week's portion that Jacob called his children around him. In this moment came true a verse from Yov from Job that it says that the Creator takes away the ability of speech to those who are trustworthy, from those who are trustworthy, and the ability to think from the elderly. So clearly the Creator did something here. Jacob wanted to do one thing, it says, and the Midrash is telling us, as it says in the book of Job, the Creator removed his ability to speak and removed his ability even to think in a certain way. So the Midrash says, what was Yaakov trying to do? And it says that twice, at least in history, we know that one of the patriarchs, Jacob and Isaac, tried to do something, tried to reveal something that should not be revealed. Yitzchak v'Yaakov she'shnem b'kshu legalot mistorin shel hakadosh baruch hu. It says that Jacob and Isaac, at one point in their lives, Isaac, and in this case, this Shabbat, Jacob, wanted to reveal the Creator's secrets. Yitzchak tivbo v'ikra et esav v'noagadol. Isaac, when he, it says he called his older son Esau, that's when he wanted to reveal the Creator's secrets. Bikesh legalot lo etaketz ve'elim hakadosh baruch hu It says that the Creator wanted, that Jacob wanted to reveal the end. We have to understand what that means. Is it a date? Was he going to give Esau the date when the end of pain, suffering, and death was going to come? That's not clear. But he wanted to reveal to him the end. Bikesh legalot lo etaketz wanted to reveal to him the end, and the Creator hid it from him. So it seems that both Isaac, before meeting Esau, and Jacob, before speaking to his children, he had the information, he had the information and the decision to give this over to his, in Isaac's case to Esau, in Jacob's case to the twelve tribes, to his twelve sons, but the Creator took it away from him. So suddenly, you know, sometimes you're thinking about something, you're trying to say something, and suddenly the, the thought leaves your mind. That's what happened here to Jacob. Jacob knew the kets, he knew the secret of the end, and he was going to give it to his children, reveal it to his children, and the Creator took it away from him. And this is, again, the explanation of the verse, Masir that even though Jacob was a trustworthy person, in this moment the Creator like, sucked out that information and his ability to speak about it. Yaakov bikesh legalot lebanav etaketz. Jacob wanted to reveal to his children the end. Shenemar vaikra Yaakov el banav. 
that again the, the desire of Jacob on this Shabbat was to give over to his children the secret of the end. The secret of the end. And again, as we said, we want to understand what is the secret of the end, but regardless of what it was, Jacob desired to give it, and the Creator like sucked out that information from his brain and his ability to share it in words. And now the Midrash gives us a parable to understand the, the dynamics of what was going on here, again, between Jacob and the Creator. This can be compared to a, a servant who is a uh, devoted and, and uh, a good servant to his master. Before the servant is about to die, he wanted to give over to his children the secret of how they can become free. Because we know when a person is a servant, his children will be a servant to the same master. So the, the servant is, is in his old age, about ready to die, and he wants to give his children the ability to go free. Obviously a very positive thing. And to let them know that there, apparently there were documents that he didn't use for some reason, but there were documents that they could use to earn their freedom. So he was about to tell them, listen my children, I don't want you to be slaves anymore to this master that I've been a slave to my entire life. Let me tell you the secret hiding place of the documents that will set you free. The king, the master, heard or figured out that his servant is about to give over, as he's about to die, is about to give over to his children the secret hiding place of these documents that will let him go free. Then the king comes to the room and he, he like locks eyes with the servant and he's letting him know, listen, you can't do this. So even though again the father was about to tell his children where the room of all the documents that will set them free, the, create, the king comes and looks him in the eye. So the servant's changes his story. He's no longer, because he sees the king is there, he's no longer going to tell him the secret of where the documents are that will set them free. But he says the opposite. You are servants to the king, and that's the way it should be. And I ask you that you stay respectful, and we stay in servitude to him. So in this story again, right, so the father has a way out for his children from, ser from being a servant, and he's about to tell them the secret of where the documents are. As he's about to tell them the secret, the, 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 the master, the king, walks in. He sees the king. So instead of telling them how to, how to become free, he says the opposite. He says, listen, you should be loyal servants. You should always give respect to your master like I have been my entire life. You should be your entire life. The Midrash is saying this is exactly what was happening here with Jacob. That in some way, Jacob wanted to let his children free. What does that mean? to reveal to them the end. The Creator, in the middle of speech, is about to say, listen, I'm going to give you the secret of how to be free. What does freedom mean? But how to be free? The Creator comes. The Creator says to Jacob, what's going on here? You gathered your children around you. you, you hide this from me. You don't call me to be here with you. What are you trying to do? Again, the Creator saying, why are you trying to hide this from me? Why did you call me to this gathering? 
התחיל אומר לבניו, בבקשה מכם, הבו מכבדים להקדוש ברוך הוא כשם שכיבדו אני ואבותיי. Now Jacob, after saying, it seems like, and again, we have to see what this means, that Jacob was about to give them how the path, how to lead the spiritual work. How to lead the servitude to the light of the Creator. He was about to give it to them. And the Creator comes to Jacob and says, what's going on here? What are you about to give your children? And you didn't tell me about it. So Jacob changes his story, and rather than giving them the key, or the secrets of how to leave, what? To leave what? To leave the spiritual work, whatever that means. What does it mean? Instead of giving them that secret, he starts telling them, no, no, stay on the spiritual path, serve the light of the Creator, etc., etc. So, it seems very strange, right? Because the Midrash is telling us that it's exactly what was going on here. Jacob was about to give them something that would free them of the spiritual work. Why would Jacob want them to be free of the spiritual work? And then the Creator comes and kind of scares him or something like that. He says, look, it's not, I'm not okay with you doing this. And Jacob not only does not give them the secret, he tells them almost the opposite of what he was going to say. And he says to them, no, stay on the spiritual path and do the spiritual work. So, very strange story, according to the Midrash. Jacob wanted to give them a way out of the spiritual work. The Creator comes to him and says, look, I'm not okay with this. And Jacob reverses course and says, no, 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 no. You should be spiritual on the spiritual path and in servitude to the light of the Creator as I and my forefathers have been. But the story doesn't end there. Amrullo, the, 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 his children, understand what he was trying to do. Again, we yet don't understand what he was trying to do because literally it seems that he was trying to give them a way out of the spiritual work. But it says that they understood what he was trying to do. Yodin anan anu we know what's in your heart, we know what you're trying to give us. Anu kulam shma Yisrael. And they all started saying with the Shema, the, the Shema, the connection that speaks about Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, that the light of the Creator in all ways is, is, is the source of all things. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kvod Elokim Haster Davar. That the Creator then it says, I'm happy with what you've done. Because the right way to interact with the light of the Creator is by keeping things concealed. And I know, I know, Jacob, that it's not you're not the type of person who, who who gossips and reveals secrets. So again, as we said, this is a very strange story. What freedom is Jacob trying to give them? And if it's freedom from spiritual work, why would Jacob want his children not to be on the spiritual path? On the other hand, what is the message that he receives from the Creator that makes him change his, 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 his story and not only not give them a path out of the spiritual work, but actually tells them, no, keep on the spiritual path. So the understanding here is a very, very important one. Very, very important one. On the spiritual path, there are times of revelation, and there's times of concealment. There are times when, uh, again, things make sense, big things or small things, but things are making sense, and there are times when things are not making sense. Most of us, when you find yourself in, in times or moments that are not making sense, you say, please, to the Creator, give me clarity. Explain, sh let me understand how all this makes sense. That's what we'd all want, right? When, when, we're, when we're in place of either great or small confusion, the immediate desire we have is, give me clarity, give me direction, show me how this makes sense, show me, show me how this is all the light of the Creator. But what we don't understand, again, and this is something that we speak about a lot, but it's, 
when we understand that this is the only spiritual work, you know, Rav Ashlag says this, Rav Ashlag says in the introduction to the Ten Luminous Emanations, he says, the only work, the only work, the only time a person is really revealing light and really bringing the end, bringing the world himself and the world closer to the Gemara Tikkun, is in the time of Hester Panim, when the light of the Creator is not revealed to the individual, what does it mean when the light of the Creator is not in the, revealed to the individual? When the individual is feeling confused, when, the, nothing is, when it's not making sense how this is from the light of the Creator. So, the understanding of the secret of the story in the Midrash and Jacob is, it's not really, now we understand, not a conversation between Jacob and the Creator and the children. It's about our internal process. Jacob wanting to reveal represents the desire to have clarity. We ask the question, what does it mean that Jacob wanted to reveal the end? He wanted to reveal the end. So for instance, I gave an example yesterday, and one can think of many examples. Let's say a person goes through three years of terrible financial problems. In that time, he's confused. If he's spiritual, he doesn't understand where the light of the Creator is. I had actually had a conversation with a student a few days ago where he was going through financial problems, and he's saying, I don't understand where the light is. How is the light not helping me out here? So during those three years, he or she, if the person is going through those financial difficulties, he's going through a, t- a process of hysteropathy, the light of the Creator is concealed from him. He doesn't understand. Now, if you ask, what do you want in that moment? Of course, well, the, the, the greatest thing a person would say, I want the money now. You know, I want the, the problems to go away. But if you can't get that, if you, for instance, can be told and know 100% that because, and only, that because of these three years of darkness, of financial challenges, you're going to find your soulmate by year four. And then you'll live with your soulmate happily forever for the next 80 years. Are you okay to go through those three years of, of, of challenge? Of course. But we don't know that, right? So knowing the end means knowing the purpose, <coughs> the purpose of every challenge and every confusing moment in our lives. Being able to see in the time of challenge, what the end, what the purpose of that challenge is. Because even though we know on a spiritual level, yes, if I'm going through a challenge or I'm going through a difficulty, it's from the light of the Creator and it's either cleansing me or elevating me or changing me in a way to make me ready for blessings. It's very spiritual. It's not very practical. So some of us can, can fight with that and some of us can't. But if, if, the, if, the, if we were able, the Creator said, okay, you know why that guy just slapped you in the face? Because two weeks from now you're about to get $500 or whatever that number, $5,000, whatever that amount of money is. And it's a direct result of this slap in the face. Maybe it's for you know, different levels of numbers, different people, $10,000. Are you excited now about the slap? Yes. So if in our lives, in every moment, we were able to see the end, the end representing the purpose and what that challenge actually enabled to occur, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have any doubts. It doesn't mean we wouldn't have pain. Again, you still, it's not, not fun to get a slap on the face. It's not fun to go through three years of challenges. But if you knew that the only way from where you are today, let's say, to finding your soulmate is only through those three years, it's, it, it'll maintain you. It'll maintain you. It's still challenging. It's still work. That's what Yaakov, when we say Yaakov, wanted to reveal the secret. He wanted to invest within them the ability, when they, were going, when they will be going through challenges, when they will be going through darkness, to see what this darkness is causing, what that, the positive effect of this darkness, because that is, as Rav Ashlag says in the introduction to Telemus the reason we, the, Rav Ashlag uses this very clear term, the only reason why we ever disconnect from the light of the Creator is because we don't have that information. 
if any person, any per, any person who had complete, you know, tie from challenge to effect, complete tie-in from, from difficulty to, to blessing, and they knew it. Knew it means they completely, not that intellectually know it, but with all their being, saw it and felt it and knew it, every person can maintain their spiritual work. So when it says that Bikesh Yaakov Jacob wanted to reveal to them the end, he wanted to invest within them the gift to always be able to make the connection between challenge and blessing, between darkness and light. And then we say that Yaakov wanted to set them free of the spiritual work because that's not the real spiritual work. Because once you have that clarity, you're no longer doing the spiritual work, you're no longer revealing the light of the Gemara Tikkun, or the end of the correction. And therefore the Creator comes to him and says, listen Yaakov, I know that you love them, and I know that you want to protect them, and you know, because, you know, think about that even, let's say, as a father. If you, if you have a child, and you know that you have the ability to, yes, he or she will go through their challenges, but you have the ability to invest them always with clarity, wouldn't you want to do that? To protect them spiritually so that they never have to experience doubt in that way? Yes, they'll have challenges, but they'll always be able to see the end. But the Creator says to Yaakov, to Jacob, that's beautiful as a father that you want to protect your children, but that's not the spiritual work. Because the spiritual work, and this is something so important to understand, and hopefully we get a chance to, to speak about this in a few ways, the way to view the spiritual work, and this is the only view, that as a whole, humanity as a whole, and each of us, one of us individually, is meant to take darkness and make it light. Take darkness, make it light. There's a pool of darkness in the world, and we are meant to take that and inject light. Take that and inject light. When enough of those pockets of darkness are injected with light by each of us, then that's the Gemara Tikkun, that's the end of the correction. The only way to inject light into darkness is through certainty. It's through, as Rav Ashlag says, emunah. Ein oroit barach ma'ir ela lebala emunah. The light of the Creator only shines, as Rav Ashlag says, to the individual who is able to awaken certainty. So therefore, we have to have the pockets of darkness, the pockets of confusion, the pockets of challenge, because it is into those pockets that we take, and with certainty inject light into that darkness. That is the entire spiritual work. So, if you don't have, if you do the work, and you're a sharing person, and you're a giving person, and you're connecting, and you're studying Zohar, and you're doing all the spiritual work, but you're not injecting certainty into darkness, you're not doing the spiritual work, you're not part of the work <coughs> that brings to the Gemara Tikkun, to the end of the correction. Because the only work, the only work is taking the pockets of darkness and injecting them with light, and the only way to inject them with light is to inject them with certainty. That's the purpose of the spiritual work. So when it says, and this is so beautiful, Yaakov wanted to free them of the spiritual work. He didn't want to stop them from studying, from teaching, from, from, from uh, sharing, from connecting. He just wanted to protect them from doubts. He wanted to protect them, again, how, again as we said, clarity, how, how you protect from doubts is by, is by giving the person the ability to always see the effect. You would not marry that child had you not gone through those you know, two hours, of, you know, whatever, two days or two weeks or two years of, of, of terrible challenge. Are you happy now? Of course, I'll give anything in the world for that. So, that's what Jacob wanted to give. He wanted to protect them from deep doubts. Protect them by, from deep doubts means meaning giving them the ability to always see the end. But that's, the Creator says, but by doing that, don't you understand? You are removing them from the spiritual work. Like the, the case of the servant, the father who was going to give his children the way out. Not from doing the work, but the way out from the real work. 
So when you understand that the spiritual work, the only spiritual work is by taking the pockets of darkness and injecting them with the certainty. That is all there is. And all the actions of sharing and all the actions of connection and everything else that we do is to give us the ability to do the actual work. You understand, again, as we said, this is the beauty of the story in the Midrash. Again, Jacob, Jacob's desire was, let me protect my children. Let me keep them on the spiritual path. What takes people off the spiritual path? Doubt. Let me find a way to diminish their doubts and keep them sharing and keep them connected. The Creator says, don't you understand, by doing that, you do not allow them to do the spiritual work because all those other things are not the spiritual work. You're, what you're about to give them will make it so that they will never be able to reveal light. Right, how many times do we say to ourselves, you know, I wish I could just do the work. I wish I could just you know, share and, and, and be connected to the light of the Creator and just you know, have those doubts removed. But silly, that's the, that's the only work. If you spent your entire life just sharing and just giving and just studying and just praying and just doing spiritual work, but you were not, again, taking those pockets of darkness and injecting them with certainty, you're not doing any work. And therefore Jacob realizes and he says, no, my mistake, I can't protect you. I can't protect you. You have to, because what's interesting is we know for the 17 years that Yaakov, Jacob, was in Egypt with the, with the, with the tribes, they were protected. The protection of Yaakov, the protection of Jacob was there for them. And as he's about to leave, he says, I don't want to leave you without protection. The Creator says to him, no, don't you understand? They have to lose your protection of, of certainty in order to do their own work of certainty and do their spiritual work. What you want to give them now is going to make them spiritual in their mind. They'll stay on the path, they'll be teaching and they'll be studying and they'll be sharing, but they're not going to be investing darkness with certainty. And that is the only purpose of the spiritual work. And therefore Jacob realizes, no, right. Right. Keep doing the spiritual work. Yes, I can protect you from doubt. Yes, there's going to be times of doubt, but that's the real work. That's the real work. And I was talking about this last night, and we said that, you know, it's interesting, you know, one of the things that was a reality is that when the Rav was, was in this world, there were many people who were protected by the Rav, who didn't, some of them weren't, weren't that spiritual, many of them didn't have that much certainty, but they had a, a strong connection to the Rav. It's interesting because I was actually did the calculations from 1986 to about, about 2003 is 17 years. So during those years, there were a lot of people who weren't doing the work of certainty because they had like, the protection of the Rav around them. And then what happened is a lot of people, en enough people after the Rav left this physical world that they deteriorated in their connection. Why? Because they were where the children of Yaakov, Jacob were before, before he left this world. And what Yaakov, what Jacob was trying to give them was to allow that protective shield of his certainty and his spiritual work to keep them elevated for the rest of their lives. But that's not the purpose. And that's not what is going to bring Mashiach. And in a weird way, I was thinking about this, that one of the reasons why the Rav chose to leave is because that, that false sense of being spiritual because you have the protection of somebody who's greater than you and able to keep you connected, that's not the spiritual work. And anybody whose connection is because of that protection, like the 17 years the children of Yaakov were with him in Egypt, they were not doing the spiritual work. They had to be in a place where the, 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 the concealment occurs. Because as we said, and this is so important to, to reiterate, the only spiritual work that will bring the only reason we're in this world and the only spiritual work that will bring an end to pain, suffering, and death is the constant infusion of darkness with certainty. That's it. Everything else that we do, connections and study and sharing, that's to give us the strength 
to do the only spiritual work. That's, that's the only spiritual work. And I'd like to share a section from the Ramchal in that Tvunot. Those of you who know, there's a book, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, wrote many books. This one is more focused on the work of certainty. And there's a very important section that, that uh, clarifies this point. This is in section um, uh, 54. The way he writes it, interestingly, he writes it in, uh, as, a, as a conversation between the soul and the, and the mind. Everything that happens to us, and this is again, a beautiful understanding, and one that we have to, again, we have to fight and, and work on really internalizing it, making it our part of our, our constant consciousness. Everything that, that happens to us, everything that the Creator gives to us, there's two parts to it. There is the part that is revealed about what's happening, and there's the part that's concealed about what's happening. What's revealed is, you know, the good things and the bad things. But within every single thing that is happening, there is a concealed element. Within every single action, within every single occurrence, Revealed in whatever way it is revealed. You might experience it again, as we said, somebody slapping on the face. You might experience it as some, as, 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 uh, a person who experiences as financial difficulties. But within every occurrence that occurs to an individual in their lives, there is the revealed part, there's a concealed part. What is the concealed part? Within everything that occurs, there is the concealed force within it, which is as a step towards the end of the correction, as a step towards the moment of the removal of pain, suffering, and death. There is nothing, and this is so amazing, you pick up this cup to drink, that's neither positive or negative, you enjoy the water, there's two things happening right now. There's a revealed part, I'm picking that up in order to drink water, and there's something going on here which we can't even comprehend often, that is somehow bringing the world towards the end of the correction. Well, with water it's probably easier to understand, because hopefully if you have consciousness when you're drinking it, you're elevating the spark within it, so you're bringing more light into the world. But, but the point is, Every single thing, every single thing that happens has the revealed and the concealed. The revealed is what's happening and the way we understand it, and the concealed is the fact that this and that and every single occurrence is bringing me and the world closer to the end of the correction. This is certain, the Ramchal says. There is nothing that occurs in this world, great or small, this is so amazing. There is nothing that occurs. You see you walking down the street, you see a guy hailing a cab. So in your mind, okay, there's a guy hailing a cab. Somehow, within that action, there is something that is bringing the world towards the Gemara Tikkun. It's an amazing thing. And I'll read it again just because... Nothing occurs in this world, neither great action nor small action. That doesn't have within it an element that is bringing the world and that individual closer to the final correction. And he says, and we've spoken about this a few times, What's, What is Mashiach? Mashiach is when we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to see and the joy of Mashiach is the fact that we're going to be able to look back 
not just at the great things and the, and the terrible things, which we think are terrible things, and say, oh, I see how that terrible challenge brought me and the world to the Gemara Tikkun, or I see how that great revelation of light brought the world to the Gemara Tikkun, right? That, that one millionth czar that, 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 that the sender gave out, I see, oh, that's so exciting. No. The joy of Mashiach, the Ramchal says, the, what Jacob wanted to give, because that can only be revealed, needs to be revealed only in the end. What Jacob wanted to give is to tie everything in, one to the other, darkness to light, challenge to blessing. That's what Mashiach is. Suddenly, you know, like those movies, there was a movie once that where, where at the end of the movie, suddenly all the pieces start falling into place. That's what Mashiach is. Mashiach is the moment when the individual starts seeing every single thing, small things and great things, how every single one of them were not just a preparation for blessing and elevation, but a preparation for the Gemara Tikkun, for the end of the correction. The singular desire of the light of the Creator, and therefore everything that manifests of the light of the Creator must be bringing all of us step after step towards the end of the correction. Everything that happens, everything that happens, good, bad, the old, and this is the other part, which is very important to understand. We talk about the fact that when Mashiach, the end of the correction, will realize that the challenges that I went through, they brought the blessing. The challenges that I went through brought me to the, to the, to the brought me and the world to the end of the correction. But more than that, and this is the other thing, we're also going to see the power of the positive actions, right? Most of us, many of us woke up this morning, we made our morning connection. How many of us really thought or think that that action really wow, moved the whole world towards the end of the correction? Part of the joy of Mashiach is going to be when I'm going to say, wow, that Wednesday morning when I did my morning connection, I didn't see it, I didn't know it, but that wow really moved the entire world so much closer to the end of the correction. So it's not just that will be revealed to us the secrets of the challenges, will be revealed to us also the secrets of the positive things. We think we understand what's good. You know, blana, blana, a person has a child and the child is born, that brings a tremendous amount of joy. So we think, oh, I see the blessing. You don't see the blessing. You're seeing a tiny, you're seeing the galui, you're seeing the revealed part of that blessing. In reality, the deeper Conceal, more concealed aspect of what's happening here is that this light is shining and bringing the whole world closer to the Gemara Tikkun. So as we said, it's not just that the end of the correction will start seeing all the challenges and all the darkness as light, but we're actually going to see all the light, the concealed light in the actions of light that we did. And this is again important to understand again. There's nothing, because the Creator's singular desire is the end of the correction, there's nothing the Creator can do that does not include the end of the correction. And therefore every single thing, katan o gadol, every single thing has within it something concealed that is bringing us closer to the Gemara Tikkun. And this is so important because we don't appreciate the Creator. And the Ramchal here says again another amazing thing. Okay, so it's in, the, in his words, it's the mind talking to the soul. Tzarich shetid'i, you have to know, ki kol maaseh Hashem norahu, Everything the Creator does is awesome. The Creator doesn't do small things. I see the guy standing on the corner, he's hailing a cab. That's a great thing. Yes, you don't see the greatness there, but if, if, if it's part of the Creator, and everything is part of the Creator, it must be that there's something awesome, something, something, something unbelievably powerful happening right there. This is the understanding. 
the first, as we said, is that everything is bringing toward the correction, but that's the, that's the creator's singular desire, and therefore anything that is of the creator, and everything is of the creator, must be bringing to the Gematikun. The second part is that the creator doesn't do small things. The creator doesn't do small things. So if the creator doesn't do small things, I mean, everything that is occurring, again, as we said, you know, many of us take spiritual lessons. I often use this, the, the person just cut me off on the highway. So if I'm spiritual, I won't react. I know it's the wrong thing. It's somehow coming from the creator. It's cleansing me. But on a deeper level, do you, do you understand what just happened? How much light? This came from the creator, and the creator doesn't do small things. Something unbelievable just happened. I can't see it yet. I can't really fully comprehend it yet. That'll be at the end of the Gematikun, but, but I have to start realizing that. The Creator doesn't do small things. And if the Creator doesn't do small things, it means everything that happens to me has within it something awesome, something unbelievably powerful, something unbelievably significant. Now, I might not, and I will not probably until the, the, the end of the correction really realize it, but I need to start investing that consciousness. This is not a small thing. Again, whether, whether it's the spiritual work that we do or otherwise, the Creator does not do small things. Everything the Creator does is awesome. Everything the Creator does is powerful. And everything that comes from the Creator is deep and wide. It, is, it is, encompasses almost everything. We say, this, we say this all the time in our prayers. How great, how great are the actions of the Creator, which means, again, what is happening to me must be great. Every single thing that is happening to me must be great because it is of the light of the Creator. Most of us don't think, we think small. You know, see, I learned a lesson here, this was a little challenge, I overcame it, this was a little problem, I overcame it, I revealed a little bit of light here, a little bit of light there. If it's of the Creator, the Creator does not do small things. Everything that is coming from the Creator must be great. Everything coming from the Creator must be great. This is so important. The smallest action of the Creator. Has so much wisdom and purpose so deep. You will never understand if you spend, and this is important in the sense, the guy just cut you off, and you were spiritual, and you didn't react, or you weren't spiritual, whatever. And you think, oh, I, 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 my mind has encompassed the significance of this moment. Not possible. If you spent the rest of your life thinking about what just happened, in a deep spiritual way, really what the Creator desired of that moment, and what it did for you, and what it did for the world, for the rest of you, if all you did was study and come to understand the depths of the influence that that action has had on you forever and on the world forever, you, couldn't, you don't have enough time. Even, now we're talking about the smallest ones, right? The smallest ones. The greater ones. So, so when you're experiencing a challenge, when you're experiencing a challenge, and, and you think, I understand a little bit of it, I don't understand the complete difference, it's not possible to understand it. But if I know this is from the Creator, and therefore it must be something awesome, there's so much going on here. I think, I, I, even if, again, I, if I spent my entire life, I'll understand only this, the, the slimmest of levels of really what's going on here. Because, again, in these words, if we can really implant them in, in our mind, hakatan ma'asav, the smallest action that comes of the light of the Creator. Has so much wisdom and so much depth and so much purpose within it. 
You will never be able to understand what happened when that guy cut you off and you were able not to react. We think we do. So I wake up in the morning, as I said, and I read some Zohar. I think I, I revealed some light. I, I feel it. I feel it. If you spent the whole rest of your life trying to figure out the amount of light and what effect it's had on you and on your family and on the world and at the end of the correction, you will not be able to understand it. It will take your entire lifetime and more just to understand that. When you realize that, again, this is, this is consciousness, but when you realize that, it gives an entire new perspective, uh, an entire new consciousness to our lives. It's amazing, really, really beautiful and amazing teaching. And this is what it says in Tehillim and Psalms. How deep are your thoughts? Because this is what the Creator is. Every single thing, every single thing, the smallest action is filled with so much thought, with so much purpose. Now, today, we understand nothing. We, there's times we know we don't understand. He's like, so, so in, there's a challenge. I'm so overwhelmed by this. I don't understand why it's happening. That's clear. But at the times you think you understand, you're understanding not even 1% of what's going on. Not even 1% of the purpose. We understand even when we think we understand. This is why it's so important. You know, and, and have, I'm sure many of us have gone through this where the challenge happened and then you overcame it and you fought and etc. I understand why that happened. No. There's no idea why it happened. You have a basic understanding on some very surface level of why it happened. But there's so much more. And the beauty of that, the beauty of understanding how deep everything that is happening to us, every, how deep every single action that is coming from the Creator is, again, what it needs to do is fill us with, with a tremendous amount of, of certainty. Because there's so much depth to this situation. And Bezat Hashem, through my work and through my, through my spiritual elevation, I will come to understand at a surface level. The entirety, the only time you'll understand what's going on, the only time you'll understand the good and the challenge, is only at the time of the end of the correction. It is impossible. It is impossible to completely grasp what is happening to us. To see the complete goodness of every single thing that's happening, that's not possible for it to be revealed now. At the time of the end of the correction, we'll understand on some level, we'll start seeing the depth, the power, the purpose of every single occurrence. Even at the end of the correction, we're not even going to be able to come to the complete knowledge, to the complete depth of what has happened to us. Any understanding, and it's so important to, 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 on the positive side, again, as we said, you know, sometimes you go through a challenge, you go through a difficulty, and you come to certainty, and you come to connection. I understand. To understand that you have no idea. It's good. It's good that you were able to, to persevere with certainty and persevere with your connection. That's nice, and it's good. But just don't, don't think. Don't let your ego tell you understand. You have a basic, slight understanding. And it's good, because it's, it's kept you connected, it's kept you elevated, it's kept you certain... But really what went on? 
was so much more powerful, was so much more deep, was filled with so much more wisdom and desire of the light of the Creator. And even at the end of the correction, when we'll start seeing how everything makes sense, we'll only, only be seeing some level. And therefore, And this is what will happen when Mashiach comes, as it says in Isaiah, as tipakachna the blind, us, will start to see the depth, the depth, the power. We'll come to understand, our eyes will open up, but there will be so much depth to it. Because the reality is that the light of the Creator is so powerful, the light of the Creator is so all-encompassing that it's not possible for us to completely comprehend it. So, there was something else which maybe Bezat Hashem will cover next week. This, we've, we've covered a few points here. First we started with Yaakov. What did he want to do? He wanted to, to give them the protection of the 17 years. Again, continue the spiritual work, but I won't let doubt come in. The Creator says to him, listen, remember, not the Yaakov to us, that's the entire spiritual work. The entire spiritual work is only one thing. Grab the, the darkness of doubt, injected with certainty. If we can really, again, implant these words in our mind, the light of the Creator only shines to the individual who has certainty, to the individual who is fighting to inject certainty into darkness. That's all this world is about. How will we get to Gemara Tikkun when enough people are grabbing enough moments of, of, of doubt and confusion and investing it with, with, with certainty of the light of the Creator? That's what brings the end of the correction. So Yaakov, you, the Creator says to him, what you're going to give them, that gift, is going to stunt their spiritual growth. They'll think they're spiritual, they'll think they're connecting, but the real work they're never going to do. That's the first part. The second part is we learned, the, the other two lessons we learned from the from the from Amchal relating to this idea, is that the, every single thing that occurs to us, every single thing that occurs to us, as I'll, I'll read these two sentences again. There's nothing that occurs to us, neither great things nor small things. Everything that is happening to us, everything that is happening to us, the good and the less good that we think, it's all doing only one thing. This, picking up, a, drinking this water, somehow the Creator has invested that tiny action with bringing me and the world closer to the Gematikun. Certainly spiritual actions, but also otherwise. That's the second lesson. The third The smallest action, the smallest occurrence that occurs to you in your life is filled with so much purpose, with so much wisdom, such depth. We will never be able to understand what is happening to us. The depth of the purpose. And again, as I said, all these ideas, this is work. We have to do this, remind ourselves over and over again. This invests our lives with much more elevated purpose. 
If I really understand that everything that's happening to me, to me today is bringing me and the world to the Gemara Tikkun, I'm so happy. I understand. I don't understand. This makes more sense to me. This makes less sense to me. I don't care. Because if I understand that everything that is happening to me, the depth of wisdom that the Creator has invested in the tiniest occurrence in my life, how much care and wisdom and purpose. And Bezat Hashem, if we're able to really, and this is the work of the Shabbat, because Yaakov had to pull back. Yaakov had to say, no, I'm not going to clothe you with certainty. You have to earn it yourself. These three ideas have the power to, to elevate us in a state of certainty, in a, again, certainty that we have to work for and continue to work for, but in a state of, 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 of certainty and appreciation where, whereby we actually do the work. As we said again, the only work that brings the end of the correction, the only work that removes eventually pain, suffering, and death is the moments of doubt that we force certainty into. That is the entire purpose of the spiritual work. Without the Shem, we, may we, from these teachings, elevate in our work so that we can do the singular work and bring ourselves, which is the purpose of this, of this portion, to reveal slowly, slowly, more quickly, the removal of pain, suffering, and death in this world. Shabbat shalom.